Hey. 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 Let's all be quiet and soft. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Comics Collective. My name is Nick. And I'm Quinn. And unfortunately, um, we are down a partner today, a partner in crime, a partner in painting, maybe? I don't know. Partner in something. Um, maybe not painting. Uh, we are down Sonny <laughs> today, uh, but he will definitely be back next week. Possibly, maybe. Hey, anything... Uh, I don't know where I was going with that. Um, yeah, you know, sometimes life happens, and that's okay, but we're still here with your super inconsistent uh, news coverage on all things geek, and I guess we can jump right into it. Yeah, but uh, before we jump into it, uh, I do want to say one thing. First off, I do want to say that we are sorry for being so inconsistent lately. Uh, like Quinn said, life does happen. It has happened, um, but we have gained some new followers that I'm aware of, and Welcome, welcome, uh, welcome. Uh, I want you guys to go ahead and pull out your phones. Follow us on Twitter at Comics Collect I3. Follow us on Facebook at Comics Collective. Um, we no longer have an Instagram. I'm still working on figuring out what happened with that. Um, and then TikTok, it's there. I haven't updated it. Uh, we will update it once we actually have footage of the podcast and start the uh, YouTube channel. But that's another that's another episode entirely. Quinn, what are we talking about today? All right, so uh, we're going to dive into, I guess first, uh, we're going to dive into that Super Bowl ad for the Marvel uh, the Marvel shows that are coming on Disney Plus. Um, Nick, did you get to see the Super Bowl? Ah, I saw some of it. I definitely okay. saw that commercial though. Yeah, I saw the last half. Um which, by the way, that was uh, that, that was kind of nuts. How uh, you know Kansas City, on you know not Mr. Trump. It's, it wasn't Kansas. It was Kansas City. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Kansas City uh, made that awesome comeback. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but uh, man, that MCU spot. So uh, for any of you guys that haven't seen it, please just like pause us, go watch it. It's amazing. Um, but we got to see a little bit of footage from Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And we got to see a little bit of footage from, well, actually a lot more footage of um, WandaVision. Yes! WandaVision. And then, we got, and then we got like a like a half a second tease at Loki. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Not a lot of people care about Loki. We all yeah, WandaVision. Uh, yeah, well, so what stuck out to you, Nick? Um, so, WandaVision. Um absolutely what stuck out to me uh just to start was definitely gonna be that first throw of the shield sent tingled down my spine which i'm glad for because i was kind of scared about the prospect of the mcu's falcon taking up the the shield personally because i feel like he hasn't had a whole lot of character growth to make me go like yep he's the best candidate but uh, yeah, that that definitely gave me uh, tingles. <laughs> Speaking a little bit more to that, I definitely feel like you know throughout the movies and and then at the end of Endgame, um, him just being like, "I think you're the one who deserves it." It just if you had just seen the movies, it would have been a total you know just like mind blow. Like why? 
you know, and and I don't think that they built a relationship between the two and they weren't really like, you know, it just didn't seem like he was a contender Marvel uh, movie wise. But yes, um, I digress into the comics to where he definitely is the perfect candidate for it. Um, And he wasn't the first candidate either. No. Um, it was actually Bucky in the comics that took that took the mantle um, when Cap was shot uh, after Civil War. Um, so that's why I think the show will be so interesting. Uh, you know, not to not to break your train of thought here, but uh, yeah, I, I think it's really interesting that they're getting a show together. You know, Bucky and uh, and uh, Falcon. Um, so or I should just call him Winter Soldier, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, but yeah, I think it's really interesting, and I think they're going to have a lot to to say. Uh, another person we see in the trailer, but briefly, is the is a U.S. agent. Yes. So I have my thoughts on that, but I think I'm going to save that for uh, my story time. Uh, so go <laughs> ahead. <laughs> um, no, you're good. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, that first throw of the shield definitely caught my attention, and I definitely agree that um it you know them teaming up would it's definitely going to make for a little bit of an odd dynamic for the people who have read the comics um from what i'm aware there was never really a comic based around them teaming up is that correct uh winter soldier and falcon i feel like they have teamed up but it has not been like a uh, on like a mini series or anything like that no um yeah. when ed brubaker was writing captain america they were both kind of partners of steve's at, at some point and so you know there was some contention as to whether bucky had deserved the mantle of captain america before he, he kind of like took it upon himself no one really gave it to him he just kind of took it um and so yeah, I think the dynamic in the comics was there during Ed Brubaker's run. Uh, I think they have more to do with each other uh, within the MCU. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so that definitely caught my attention. And just all of the WandaVision stuff is exactly what I needed to fill my heart with love and joy. Um, you know, I have been talking about this since we first heard about it day one. I've been rooting for this show. I honestly have no exact clue what it is. I just think yeah, that I was about the, to say the exact same. <laughs> yeah, like I, just the idea and the concept of it. Like when they were like, it's gonna be like this sitcommy kind of early uh, 70s, 80s sitcommy kind of show. I was like, also as superheroes, that's different. Like that's that's different. Yeah. I think that's mainly what caught my attention. The fact of how different this was from any other superhero TV shows or anything else you'd typically see. Um, I mean, also the fact that, um, you know, Vision's not necessarily my favorite character, but he's definitely up there uh, as far as the MCU goes, you know? So. Yeah. See, I love Vision in the comics and I felt like Paul Bettany, the way they kind of rolled him in from being Jarvis to Vision was Perfect. really was really smart yeah because that is not that's not at all how vision comes to be in in the comics right um and I, it was funny i was just trying to explain to my father who had read comics but have not necessarily seen a lot of the mcu movies past phase one is that like i love that the mcu and kevin feige and everyone involved they're 
taking elements from the comic book from the like comic books and things, but they are making their own stories. And right. That's why I think it's really interesting because there was a time where I would have argued that I want to see adaptations. Um, now I feel like it's in, it's in comfortable enough hands for me that I'm just like I have no idea what's going on, but I'm very intrigued. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I definitely agree. Um, you know they they've taken the movies in definitely different directions um, as far as stories and things like that. That it, the thing is too that they don't stray so far away that everything from that character is completely skewed. You know, that's what I like about it. They don't, but they they do a lot of, like, small things that, you know, I I think uh, really make it special, you know? Um, Like, you know, Vision was never had, never had anything to do with, uh, you know, Jarvis becoming an AI, you know, sentient. Uh, Winter Soldier was actually like a, like a Russian spy during the Cold War in the comics, and they rolled that in nicely in the movies with Hydra. Yeah. Um, you know, just just little things like that, and uh, you know how they go about Bucky's, um, uh, you know, down downward spiral and linking him in with uh, with uh, murdering uh, you know, the Starks, and you know, there's a lot of like minute things that are are big big departures from the comic books, but his gay everything... relationship with Cap, <laughs> you know, a little bit of that might have been in the comics. It was more of a bromance, but yeah. it's uh on both ends i feel like it's a little bit more than that (laughs) at least that's how they make it seem for sure Um, i I think that i think it's more fandom than the actual um than the actual movies i think in the movies cap just has this determination uh and maybe miss you know misguided judgment that his friend is the one that came back when in fact it hasn't been you know, Bucky Barnes that he grew up with for a very long time. And then he was a trained killer and he has to kind of relearn humanity. And I think that's what I love about that character. Misguided judgment, mis- misunderstood feelings. Um, <laughs> but so, uh, man, so, so yeah, let me, let me jump into some yeah. of the things that I really noticed. Cause I, I, I probably watched this thing like a hundred times. Um, so I, I think it's really cool that they're bringing in uh, Baron Zemo from civil war um and you have like a i don't know what it was i think it was um winter soldier kind of dropping all of these bullets out of his hand onto the ground right in front of his face Mm -hmm. um that little shot was in there and i'm really excited because they've they've done a little teaser as to baron zemo like wearing the outfit that we all know him to have because in the comics he always wears this like this like skin tight mask because his face is just like hideously dis- disfigured. Um, uh, another thing that I noticed from the WandaVision section of it is there is a uh, there's a piece where uh, you know everyone notices the you know the, the comic book uh, costume in there. Uh, not a whole lot of people are talking about the fact that uh, there's a little glimpse of her and Vision. And uh, they're they're standing in front of uh, two cribs, <laughs> and so uh, in the comics, uh, Wanda has two kids that she creates, um, who are part of the Young Avengers. Uh, and I don't think they're going to go that far as to you know start making a Young Avengers TV show anytime soon. But I think it's, it was a cool little nod that she had two twins that kind of looked like uh, they could have been Captain America's um, children. 
Yeah. Thanks, uh, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so, um, I, I thought that was a, yeah, a cool little nod. Uh, just that, that whole little section of WandaVision, uh, left me confused, but also I'm like, okay, I want to know more. Um, cause it does look a little sitcom but also there's flashes to the, to the present. It looked like a little fifties flare into it. Um, I thought it was, I thought it was really neat. Um, and then let me pull up my notes because I had to remember what the name of this was in the Loki section of it. He is wearing a jumpsuit and the jumpsuit looks like it looks like he is maybe taken in uh, and taken into custody. And we know he's jumping around in time after um, uh, Endgame. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, the jumpsuit has the letters TVA on it. Uh, now, in the comics, that is that stands for the Time Variance Agency which are kind of like time cops. Uh, so I'm wondering if that's, uh, we, we heard casting information uh, about Owen Wilson actually joining the cast of Loki. Uh, so I'm wondering. Wow. If, yeah, wow. So I wonder if he's going to be part of the time agency and he's going to be like the foil to Loki. Because I mean, you can't like, you can't bring like somebody like an Owen Wilson in like for him not to do something like big or important, right? I mean, that's fair, but at the same time, when was the last movie you saw Owen Wilson in? Um, you know, he's in uh quite a few movies that I like, but if we're being honest, uh he hasn't done anything super great recently. Mm-mm. Um, but that doesn't mean that he can't have his renaissance like so many have before. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I, man, I want to talk about U.S. Asian. Uh, now, do you know anything about U.S. Asian, Nick? Very little. Okay. So, it, it, at least to me, it looks like they're going to use him in the MCU, just based off of everything I'm seeing, because his costume looks very different from the comics. In the, co- in, the, in the comics, he has an all-black costume with white stripes. And he has a shield, much like Captain America's, that is white and black with no star. Um, and cor- now, just correct me ahead. if I'm wrong, but U.S. US agent is essentially um, America's second Captain America shot. Uh, yes. So there was a time in the comics where Captain America stopped being part of, you know, start being stopped being, I guess, quote unquote, affiliated with u.s law enforcement and so he went by the captain at the time and that's where a u.s agent stepped in right um now if i'm not I, i'm not super super familiar with him but i i can tell you that i know that he is not as strong with the super serum as captain america is gotcha. um now what i'm i'm predicting in the show is that captain america uh is is no longer that. So I have a feeling that they're going to be using U.S. agent as you know the go- the government probably with uh, Thunderbolt Ross I assume because he's been like the main government player in the MCU movies. Uh, I I have a feeling they're going to use him as like a like a symbol. If that mm-hmm. makes sense, like like yeah. basically the U.S. government I think is going to end up taking back their you know, Captain America saying, like, you know, we need, we still need one. So this guy's going to be like a figurehead. I doubt if he's going to be anything of real importance. Mm-hmm. I think he's just going to be something that's going to piss off Bucky and Sam enough 
to um to be like no we gotta prove our worth you know to steve who is now like you know not even i keep i keep like it's almost like he's dead but he's not dead right it's crazy it's (laughs) crazy to think about you know i know it's just uh and and i don't want to think about it too hard because if i do i'm gonna just get myself upset because i think that was one of the most blaring uh, plot holes in the whole thing is that if captain america went back in time and relived his and relived his life i guess in a way he was never part of the avengers either right correct you know so it's it's a weird situation i don't want to think about it too much um but i think that that's going to be the u.s's answer to it and then uh falcon's going to be trying to prove himself to be the new captain america while the Winter Soldier, I have a feeling, will be gunning for taking that shield back. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think that him and uh, the Falcon are going to be friends at all in the very beginning of this. That's true. Yeah. Um, you know, because he's been he's been in Wakanda. Uh, yeah, he's been in Wakanda. What, what was his name? White something, right? Uh, yes, he was. Um. White Tiger. White Tiger. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh which is an which is a separate character within the comics. Right, right, right. Um but uh yeah. So uh yeah, I, I'm I'm really interested in that one more than the other two that were you know that we've already talked about. Um only because the Captain America trilogy as a whole I think is one of the MCU's strongest and is also one of my favorites. Oh, I definitely agree. I mean, I, Iron Man, you know, may have been the start, um, but in my opinion, I think just like the Avengers, Cap holds the whole, you know, universe together with his one, his quirkiness. Uh, some people may not see it that way, but come on, I mean, language, um, right? <laughs> that but, and the that in the book full of things he needs to catch up on <laughs> exactly right the things he needs to catch up on i mean just and the fact that he just holds the team together being you know yes in my opinion some people may say iron man or at their battle but i think no matter what in the end captain america is still the avenger yes well i i always looked at the movies as much as i love tony I think that Cap was the definitive leader where Tony had the seniority. Yes, agreed. Um, and so that that would be my this is why I'm glad we're kind of getting the TV shows and several more movies before we even think about another Avengers, because right now out of the characters that are, uh, I guess, available, if you want to call it that, mm-hmm. I don't know that there's any one person I could say would be the leader of the team now that those two are gone um because we have we have a bunch of newcomers and some of them might be really really powerful like captain marvel but she's by by no means ready to lead a team nor do do i think that she wants to right um but uh yeah so yeah i so you know overall i really like that that super bowl spot and we got a lot of that out of you know two minutes maybe (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah agreed uh what are we hopping into next um that's a great question oh so a uh new mutants uh, tra- uh i keep saying trailer poster, poster came out today um are you excited at all for this movie i have to ask 
I'm excited, but my excitement has dwindled after the constant cock tease. Like, I mean, come on, guys. I mean, I get what has happened. I understand. And, you know, shit happens. But at the same time, what other movie can you name that has been strung along this long and still been completely thrown into production and is actually going to get released? Yeah. um, Yeah. See... So I'm really optimistic about this movie, and I'll tell you why. Oh, great! So the first trailer really caught me. Uh, then when they delayed it indefinitely because of the whole uh, Disney taking over Fox uh, thing that happened, uh-huh. um, I didn't think I was ever going to see it. <laughs> yeah. And so because I love that first trailer, I was like, "All right, well that sucks. Like we could have really gotten our first like truly horror." superhero film and now we're finally getting it it's coming out on april 3rd um i'm a little scared about it because if it's taken them this long to get it out but they still managed to get dark phoenix out on time i think they pushed it back like what two weeks or something (sighs) um it it scares me that I know they wanted to do reshoots and then they decided against the reshoots because all of the cast, uh, because they were, you know, teenagers or in their twenties, have now grown enough that it would be too noticeable. Um, and it reminds me of another movie that Tom Holland was actually gonna be in a couple years ago, and he filmed the whole movie, and it was supposed to be him and it was supposed to be I forget somebody else in the MCU. But it was supposed to be a teen movie. And so basically when they decided that they wanted to do reshoots, Tom Holland had already gotten like exponentially older and they were like, well, shit, we have to scrap this whole movie. And they just canned it. Oh, they canned that movie? I thought they were still doing that. Nope, they 100. I, it was some kind of uh, young adult novel. I forget what the name of it was. Oh, I thought uh, you were talking about Uncharted. No, 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 no. This was another movie that Tom Holland did pre-Spider-Man. Gotcha. Okay. And okay. then... And then the studio, like, mulled over doing reshoots, didn't get them done in any kind of timely fashion, uh, fashion, and then um, and then they were just like, well, shit, he's too old. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they totally, like, scrapped the movie and, like, moved on. And I think it was him and Tessa Thompson, but don't quote me on that. Hmm. It was either him and Tessa Thompson or t- him and Zazie Beetz, so I'll have to go back and look at that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for new mutants. I know that probably won't be as good as it probably could be. Um, because if they wanted more reshoots to make it even scarier, uh, and now they haven't gotten to do that. We also know that this was supposed to be, um, the first in a trilogy, uh, which will probably not happen. I was going to say, let's, let's hope it stays that way, but I don't see it happening either. No. I think it was the last uh, whimper of the um, of the Fox deal that needs to come out. Yeah, uh, I don't think there's any other movie after that that they did that hasn't come out. Um, which kind of sucks because Disney lost an insane amount of money this year off of a lot of those Fox movies. Yeah, that's definitely um, true. Which only further would put Fox in the hole if they hadn't gotten bought out. 
Um, boy, yeah, they've had some stinkers. Paramount too. Oh my god. <laughs> like, like, uh, what is it? Doolittle, I think, was Paramount, and that bombed. Oh come on! We're, we're, I'm going then, to see, I'm going to see that soon. So bull crap. No man, <laughs> come on. I mean, and then uh, and then the lowest opening of all time. Or one of the lowest openings of all time, the rhythm section just came out this past weekend. Oh, fuck and is that, the rhythm section? Uh, and that is exactly the problem. They had one trailer come out one month before the movie came out. Um, and then they didn't really have a whole, whole lot of hype to it. It's got some big names in it, but it was some like uh, it was some novel that apparently is really well regarded, and uh, there was just no marketing for it. They had no no TV spots. They only put out a trailer like a month ahead of time. Um, you know, which isn't to say anything really, because John Wick did the same thing for their first movie. Um, but, but still, like, That's no, no one wanted to go see it. I guess Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Um, I mean, but did they love him as much before John Wick had come out? I mean, he hadn't. I mean, he he's still he's still not really good at picking his roles because he's had more misses than hits lately. I mean, true, but I mean, not after um, uh, John Wick, but before that, uh, but he was in that movie uh, Replicas recently. That just bombed hard. Oh, really? I didn't hear about mm-hmm. that one. Um, uh, I know everyone wants to remember what he's good in. Uh, <laughs> He's also going to be in what movie was that? SpongeBob. Is he going to be in the new SpongeBob movie? He's in some movie as a tumbleweed. I can't remember what it is. <laughs> I, I think um, I know what that. I think I've heard that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm optimistic for for this last uh, New Mutant or the, you know the the New Mutants movie. Yeah, um, I'm a little excited. Um, but what are we going to end up talking about next? What's going on? Uh, stuff and things. Uh, let's. Uh, I think that was actually the end of our run today. Oh no, oh. I lied. I lied. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna stick with uh, some Marvel stuff today. Uh, I sorry, DC. Maybe next week. All right, he too fucking soon. I know, I know. Um, <laughs> so uh, Hulu is uh is not doing so hot on the Marvel side. Uh, this is kind of old news. Uh, you know. Uh, old to you, new to us, I guess. Um, but it came out in late January that uh, two of the four uh, animated shows uh, that were supposed to come out on Hulu uh, just got axed. Um, oh, that, is yeah. because Ke- that is because uh, yeah. Kevin Feige took over Marvel TV. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that uh, they they want everything to kind of flow into the MCU. I, I and, don't. Uh, I, I don't think Marvel is having good luck on the animated end thus far. You know, even now after um, Disney took over Fox, but even before Disney took over Fox, they had that supposed Deadpool show. I know that was kind of an internal thing where uh, there. What's that? That was Fox. Fox was going to do that show because I think they had Deadpool. That's what I said. Fox. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um. You know, but then I know there was internal issues with that, with agreements and people didn't think things should be certain ways. But still, like, I just I, it appears to me mm-hmm. that Marvel should stop trying animated and just stick with the good stuff, the stuff that people want, which 
I don't want, uh, you know, more animated shows, in my opinion. DC has done amazing when it comes to their animated movies and stuff like that. Um, you know, Batman, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, even though that was like Nickelodeon, but like right. that and like the DC movies that they have, um, Hush, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, but I just think that Marvel is just shit the crapper. That's terrible terminology. Um, they've just done <laughs> terrible with it. You know, I think they just need to stick with their movies. They need to really concentrate on the MCU. Good on Kevin Feige for realizing that. Yeah. Um, I think Marvel's had a mixed history because uh, we really can't forget those like early 90s shows. X-Men Evolution. And then, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, all those like X-Men, X-Men Evolution, Spider-Man the Animated Series. Spider-Man Unlimited. Um, oh, God. Um, <laughs> and then uh, even into early 2000s, uh, one of my favorite shows to watch even now if I want to watch an animated TV show uh, is uh, Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was really good. Now, what what hurt Marvel, I think, um, sorry to slam on you, Kevin Feige, is that they canceled Earth's Mightiest Heroes uh, in favor to do a show just called The Avengers. And that show was loosely, along with Guardians of the Galaxy, loosely fitting into the the MCU. And so those shows weren't as well regarded. Right. Um, because Earth's Mightiest Heroes was very close to adapting comic book stories. Yeah. You know, in multi-part episodes, kind of like Spider-Man the Animated Series was, where you didn't get, like, an episode a week that was, like, standalone. You had, like, an, an, you know, an overarching narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh... But anyway, let, yeah, let's, so let's get into this. So Hulu was slated to have four shows... That we're all gonna culminate into the offenders, kind of like how we had the defenders for Netflix. Uh, they were all gonna be animated. Uh, it was gonna be Howard the Duck. Uh, it was gonna be Tigra and Dazzler. Uh, Modok, and the last one was Hitmonkey. Um, all were kind of supposed to be what I assume uh, more adult-oriented um, animated shows. Uh, kind of tongue-in-cheek stuff. Uh, if you guys are familiar with any of those characters, you know that none of them are big properties and none to be taken seriously. Um, but unfortunately, uh, with Kevin Feige coming in and taking the reins on Marvel TV, it looks like two of those shows, Howard the Duck and Tiger and Dazzler, uh, have been shelved indefinitely. Uh, however... Uh, Modoc and Hitmonkey seem to be still floating as of right now. Um, Modoc uh, just had a ca- cast announcements recently. Um, so as as of right now, two of those shows are still coming. I think the most, I think the the biggest tragedy, honestly, is Howard the Duck. Um, I, I've always been a big fan of his, and I think that show would have been the closest thing to the Deadpool show as we could have gotten in terms of humor. Uh, Howard the Duck uh, is like a private investigator, basically. He, he's, a, he's from another dimension uh, with a bunch of talking animals, and he knows karate. 
Um, it, it's it's as ridiculous as it sounds. Uh, he's also appeared on Guardians of the Galaxy in both movies, just as small cameos. But I think the show would have been really funny. The guy who is currently writing Daredevil, Chip Zdarsky, um, he did an excellent run on Howard the Duck recently in comic books, which was hysterical because he was he was a private investigator who was renting his office from She-Hulk, who is a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> and he's never able to make rent and every time he tries to get uh tries to get a high profile job it always goes completely wrong for him and i i love the fact that that was possibly coming in the form of an animated tv show uh and now i'm really sad that that's never gonna happen I, I, before we jump into what we've read this week i just want to say one more thing on that and that's I, I just personally think that with all this CGI technology, all of this technology in general that we have going on when it comes to things like that, we need to be taking a step back and thinking in the long run that, you know, if you're going to make a show like Howard the Duck, where it's most likely going to be leaned towards adults, we need to mm -hmm. not make it animated. We need to do CGI and make it realistic that's my opinion because i mean there's still yes but animation is cheaper well of <laughs> course i mean there's yeah. that you know it's always going to be cheaper but in the end i think that you're still going to have that handful not even handful i would personally say um you know that 60 to 70 percent of adults who are just like stuck in their ways and they say that's animated i don't want to watch that shit like that's true i mean very true. there are people who personally i love bojack horseman who's uh finishing up its last season to just air started airing on netflix and i'm so excited to finish it but <laughs> there are people out there who that is obviously an adult show and i tell people about it and they're like why why like it's an animated show why are you watching that you know yeah yeah, same thing with Bob's Burgers for me. Exactly, you know? exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, no, it's I, I understand that, but I, I feel like it's at least a little more, it's becoming a little more normal, I guess, because of shows like South Park and Family Guy. Yeah. Uh, I feel like those are a little more widely viewed. Now, I think the problem is, is that this is, this is going straight on Hulu. Um, and with streaming services, you have to, you have to choose to watch it on your own. Without, like, you know, that whole, you know, oh, what's on TV? All right, I guess I'll watch this because it's on. Yeah. And then you fall in love with it. You know what it's I mean? It's no longer a thing. Right. So, uh, it's, it, we're in an era where, like, uh, with streaming services, uh, we have to kind of tell each other. It's got to be that word of mouth, you know? You know, hey, Nick, have you watched this new show called October Faction? You know, I haven't heard of that. And then you got to, like, you got to get them into it. You know, it's not yeah. going to be like an accidental watch or something like that. It really relies on word of mouth these days. And True. for someone to be like, man, you got to watch that new Howard the Duck animated TV show. And they're going to be like, what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, I guess let's uh, jump into weekly picks, huh? Yep. Let's do it. Uh, personally, I'm pretty excited to start off. So I'm gonna just going to jump the gun and start off. Um, yeah, I have been reading The End. Uh, series, which is exactly what it sounds like. It is a Marvel series that they are doing for the end of your favorite Marvel characters. 
Um, there have definitely been some misses, but there have been some solid hits. Um, okay. Two of them that I just read were uh, Doctor Strange and then the Deadpool, the end. I'm very excited because okay. Captain America, the end is coming out uh, this Wednesday. Super hyped to read that. I have Captain Marvel sitting in my stack as well to read. But so um, the Deadpool, the end is definitely my favorite by far because it literally is probably I think it's like five or six different endings. So it's they're all freaking hilarious. He just goes through like um, the first ending and then he's like, well, if you don't like this one, here's the the Hollywood style one. And then after that, he's like, well, if you don't like this one, here's the romantic ending one and just goes through it left and right oh, and just like great. consistently does different endings for himself, which um, the I think it was the last ending was very, very hilarious where he was in a relationship with death and he was living in hell oh, and like he had great. ended up getting like, you know, fat and chunky and um, she was like going out for the night. And he's like, honey, where are you going? And she's just like, I'm just going out. I'm just going out for a casual dinner with Thanos. And he starts getting all jealous. Oh, and man. yeah, <laughs> it's great. It's, it's great. great. Definitely a good read. Um, and the other one that I definitely particularly liked out of the series so far, uh, Venom was okay. It was good, but it wasn't as bad as the Miles Morales one. That was terrible. But um, Doctor Strange was good. Uh, it was a bit of a slow start. But once you got into it, um, it definitely uh, hit home as far as emotions go. Um, it was definitely more of an emotional roller coaster than anything else. Um, essentially, he just goes on this long journey to, um, you know, keep the magic of Earth or the world or multiverse. I'm sorry. Well, that was a slow start. Um, the multiverse <laughs> alive. Because he is the last, you know, living magical being, you know, uh, I wanted to say WandaVision, um, you know, she's dead. And then um, also, you know, Wong is dead. Uh, anyone who has had anything to do with magical being is dead. So he's the last one. And he ends up having to go ahead and sacrifice himself to bring back. Oh, I can't remember her name now. She has blonde hair. Is it Clea? Uh, she, I believe she was part of the X-Men. No, uh, that's magic. I want to say it was uh, maybe magic or Saclea, I think. Okay. But it was one of them, and she he ends up bringing her back, and like she ends up carrying everything on. So it was just a very emotional ride. Definitely a good read. Okay. That's pretty cool. Uh, I had a I had a bittersweet um, week, so uh, my my uh, my comics week was all about series that I was reading, or personal endings, I should say. Uh, one of the series is still continuing, but not with the same creative team. Uh-huh. Uh, so the first one that I read was uh, Conan the Barbarian issue twelve, which I thought was a really solid send off for the series. Um, now that one is, well, actually they're both continuing. Uh, so both are going to be getting new creative teams. Uh, however, uh, Jason Aaron's run on that book, uh, who just came off of a really incredible Thor run, um, had a solid, you know, beginning, middle and end 
And I, I kind of wanted to stop there. And then uh-huh. later down the line this year, at some point, uh, they're going to have a King Conan story following this 12 issue arc. Um, so for right now, uh, sadly, I won't have any Conan the Barbarian in my life. Uh, that's one of those perfect series that I can hand to somebody and I can be like, hey, do you like Conan? If you're unsure about it, read any issue in any order. And it, you know, and every, it's like one of those few comics where you can read any random issue. I can say, you know, Nick, go pick up issue 11 off the shelf. Right. And it's a self contained story with an overarching narrative through the issues. Mm -hmm. Uh, It kind of reminds me of like a police procedural in that way, where it's like, it's always the bad guy of the week. But at the end of the day, they have like one, you know, through line bad guy that you're going to see at the end of the season. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so uh, it's, it was called the, the Life and Death of Conan. It starts from like when he's a teenager and ends when he is king. Um, and I thought it was really well done. Uh, the art was really, really solid. It's got that like European feel to it. Uh, and I am not a fantasy guy at all. I mean, you would have to like, I, I would have to really love you to sit down and watch Lord of the Rings again. Um, but so, something just hit home with me with this Conan series and, and I really loved it. Um, and then, so that was the book that I really enjoyed. Um, now justice league on the other hand also has the creative team leaving the book. Uh, Nick, you're going to be interested in this one. So, uh, so justice league, um, Scott Snyder's run just wrapped up. Uh, he had 39 issues in the annual. So he did 40 issues of justice league. And I did not get a conclusion. And I'm really upset about that. Jesus. So the end, quote unquote, of the series um, sees the Justice League in a desperate situation. Lex Luthor merged himself with Martian Manhunter throughout the series and basically brought this old god from from the beginning of our universe uh, back. And she's trying to dispel doom into the world. And so, by the end of the series, the Justice League loses. Earth had a choice. Everyone was able to make their individual choice, and Earth still chose chaos. Jeez. You know, finally, uh, Martian Manhunter broke himself free of control, you know, of uh, the, the merger between him and Alex. Right. And he, and he telepathically connects himself to everyone on Earth, and it's basically like you know, the only thing that's going to stop, you know, Lex Luthor and Perpetua, this old god, is we need hope. And instead of being selfish, you know, and thinking about our own self-interest, we need to think about each other and what we can accomplish together. And so it's it's looking really hopeful for the Justice League. They're like, all right, this is going to be it. Everything's going to be fine. <laughs> and nothing and nothing changes. And Perpetua laughs at them and is basically just like, well, I let I, I let you do this because I already knew what the result was going to be. Right. And so she straight up just she straight up looks like she's going to destroy the Justice League because she's like the size of our planet anyway. <laughs> um, she straight up like shoots a little finger beam and it looks like that she just straight up murders the Justice League. And then they wake up and they're on this moon. 
and the people that rescued them were the quintessence um now that in, in the dc universe is a collection of like the 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 most powerful beings in the universe so it's like the wizard shazam the specter um the high father you know d- uh, dark side people of that caliber and they basically tell them that they warned them at the beginning of the series that this was always going to be the case and they weren't telling them that because they thought that they could change it they were telling them how it was right yeah, they were like, we've already seen your future. There's nothing else you can do about that. Like, evil one. <laughs> Jesus. And so they so they tell the Justice League that they can, you know, step through this portal and they can ma- they can start making minute changes throughout throughout time, basically. They can go back to maybe some key moments to maybe try this again. And it's left ambiguous after that, so it's kind of left on a somber note. But the reason why it's left on this, it, uh, left on this, is because this this book is now leading directly into Dark Knight's Metal Number Two. Yes, which is sad because we don't have a solicitation for that yet, which means it's probably coming at earliest in the summertime. Mm. So it's going to be quite a bit of a wait. Now, what I don't understand about this is that, like I said, this series is not ending, but it's going to get another creative team by, I won't say who, but it's one of my least favorite writers ever. They already ruined Green Lantern for me. I'm not going to give them another chance with Justice League. <laughs> um, I feel that strongly about it. Um, and so I don't understand how they're going to keep the Justice League book continuing because I've seen solicits for it. It's still the same team that's now uh, going with the quintessence to maybe change this, so it's so it's kind of weird. So it's like it, it seems to me like they're gonna put this story on pause right. and pretend like that didn't happen at all, and continue on. Jesus, which is kind of weird. So like, if I was DC, I I don't know. I I I understand you'd be playing with your money, but I would almost not have a Justice League book for a while. Right, and then when. And then when, like, you have your Dark Knight Metal book solicited, that's going to get people excited because it's been a few months since they've had a Justice League anything. Right. Um, See, it was a little dissatisfying for me. I knew it wasn't going to be written. I knew it wasn't going to be wrapped up in a a neat bow because they also have, uh, I guess, the the epilogue of this series called Hell Arisen that's out right now, which has been excellent. Uh, that's all about Lex Luthor versus the infected uh, that you see in Batman Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks like they're just beelining to just murder the crap out of Lex. But, you know, Lex Luthor having his his brains about him uh, is not about to let that happen easily. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's looking like the, the villains have won on Earth. And now it's a matter of who is going to be at the top of that list (laughs) (laughs) um but when hell arisen ends it should be about i don't know either either late march or early april which i think is going to be the perfect time to then announce i get i guess it's going to be called metal 2 or something else please come up with something Um, better than metal 2 
but uh, I, I, I hope so. But let me tell you, and I've got to share this with you, Nick. Go online, see if you can find the last page of Justice League 39. Mm-hmm. Because there's an amazing, because you know how nuts metal was. Right. In terms of character design. There's a really, really cool picture where it says, like, the mayhem is coming. Uh, the mayhem is coming 2020. And it's a picture of Wonder Woman. And she's in her armor. But then she's got a chainsaw with the pull string being the lasso of truth. Jesus. <laughs> and it looks dope. That's crazy. Uh, and so it's going to be all by the same writer and the same artist as Metal. And I'm really excited to see what that one's going to be all about. Hell yeah. Um, if it's anything as crazy as the first one, I'm very excited. Just please, please, please put that book out on time. Yes, please. Because I don't know if you were back to reading comic books at that time, Nick, but when Metal was coming out, there was like a break in between like the midway point of those books and like it meant to be just a small delay and then it was like months and months and then they finally put the, another issue out and then there was another delay kind of like doomsday clock right <laughs> and so i i hope that dc learns after doomsday clock took them what two and a half years to put out 12 issues 12 <laughs> issues that they've got to have some lead time. Yeah, and definitely. So, agree. yeah. So, uh, yeah, those are my two books. And then uh, Thor 2, again, was excellent. I don't want to spoil anything for that. Go read Thor, man. Like That's the one book I am looking the, forward to the most currently, along with X-Men. Yes. Uh, Thor 2 was incredible. Uh, in that book, in the first two pages, they murder all of the DC universe. Go check out the book. Ooh, so excited! <laughs> but uh, I think that wraps it up for this uh, this podcast. Anything else to add, Nick? No. All I have to add is, no matter how hard we try, we can never keep it at like a half hour, guys. And I apologize, but we have a lot to say, and we're glad you ha- you're here to listen. Or not listen, and we're just talking to ourselves. Eh, maybe that. But my name is Nick. I'm Quinn. And you guys have been listening to episode number 17 of Comics Collect. Hang up, Nick. Oh, come on. Are we done with that? Hang up, Nick. <laughs>